Warning! This podcast is different from other podcasts. These episodes contain dangerous choices, perilous tangents, and unwavering silliness. The choices made on this podcast may lead to success or disaster. But remember, you are responsible because you choose to listen. Good luck. A podcast where three grown-ups try and beat a children's book. I'm Ian. I'm Chris. Mark! <laughs> and today, we are reading Choose Your Own Adventure numero 11, Trouble on Planet Earth by, guys, the original <laughs> godfather of these things. Jesus. Jesus. R.A. <laughs> Jesus Montgomery. <laughs> Man, I was in Taco Bell the other day, and they were like calling out people's names, because sometimes it's a mm-hmm. thing you have to do when you're over the touchscreen. And, like, they literally called Jesus out as a name. And, like, an obviously, like, Latino guy gets up to just, like, accept it and not say anything. I was like, come on. <laughs> come on. No effort. No effort. White Taco Bell employees. Boo. Maybe they, Bad form. Maybe they just assumed it was a teenager and it was his idea of a joke. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, we put in our real names when we went to that one in Manhattan, right? That really fancy one? Oh, yeah. Taco Bell Cantina. Yeah, where they served alcohol. <laughs> Ugh. Small, small amounts of alcohol. Yeah, uh, little little pours in a big uh, like slushy that was Baja Blast. Yeah, if you ever want to be disappointed, uh, I want you to think about like a Taco Bell cocktail. Mm-hmm. Just some, you know, assume that they would apply the same level of creativity and just honestly joie de vivre that they brought to the creation of the Captain Crunch uh, stuffed goo ball. I think you're talking about uh, uh, vertical integration or just like uh, cross-brand synergy within a family conglomeration, right? Oh, yeah. I guess yeah. that is all Pepsi. Like, fun. Yum, yum Brands? Yum Brands. Yum Brands. Well, in any case, like, you know, throw me like a KFC fried chicken wing, but like we extracted all the liquid out of it and hit it with some uh, bourbon and voila, now there's a hell drink for you, you piece of shit. You want a chicken juice and bourbon? Ooh. I don't know, man. All right. Like, wow me. All right. That's like a martini. They get like a savory... They got, like, mm. what, billions of dollars of profit? They can't come up with something better than, oh, we put a shot of, like, the worst rum we could find into Baja Blast? Please. I can do that at home. I, yeah, but, like, I have wanted to do literally that at home for so long, and I've never done it. One of these days, I'm going to fucking drink boozy Baja Blast. And, but, like, you should it absolutely do it. Uh, they give you a real weak shot at the Taco Bell, mm-hmm, and yeah. you will have a sip of it and think to yourself... This isn't a bad idea. I like, should have just done this at home. Yeah, don't don't make a trip out of it. Right. You know? If you're already in the neighborhood, which I guess was that weird Highline Museum walk-up thing. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, it was summer, the AC was busted, and we had to wait, like, 40 minutes in, the, yeah. like, the sweltering heat. But we were like, no, 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 it's, this will be great. It's funny. It's a Taco Bell cantina. We're drinking in a Taco Bell. We're so ironic. Yeah, I've never felt, I've never felt so bad about a, doing a joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we should have just gone to a fucking bar. We really sweated for it. We did. And, we, and all of our liquids were replaced by the Taco Bell atmospheric grease. People were coming in hot, too. They're like the, mm-hmm. Physically and just like emotionally. Coming in hot, yeah. It yeah. was like, what the hell is this? I'm not waiting 15 minutes for a goddamn taco. It's just Taco Bell. It's just Taco Bell. 
I mean, I'm glad that I tried the uh, Baja Blast boozy cocktail mm-hmm. at Taco Bell, but... Now you can spread the word for no one else to try it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what we did. This is karma. We're paying it forward. Here's what you do. Uh, you guys are in the South. Go to Crystal. Get yourself one of those Kool-Aid freezes they got, and then just pour Ooh. some vodka on the top of that bad boy. Ah, that's a good idea. Sounds pretty good. That just sounds pretty good. It is pretty good. Ian, where's the nearest Crystal? Where's the one right between me and you? <laughs> uh, well, there's one in Roswell. Okay, I'll see you in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, right, uh, it's right by exit. Uh, it's, right by, it's on Holcomb Bridge. Is it Holcomb Bridge? It's on Roswell Road. Are we going to read this hey, book? Mar- hey, hey, Mart? Yeah. Hey, Mart? Yeah. Top hat. <laughs> <laughs> Never gets old. Never gets old. Always fresh. Top hat. I don't, th- I don't think the setup for that joke made it into a podcast. I think that was like post-recording banter <laughs> one night. So we either have to cut that or just accept that no one gets it. Yeah. Which is kind of meta, I guess. Yeah, I'm for the latter. Okay. I mean, we keep doing these Star Fox jokes. I love that, like, Star Fox is, like, an arcane secret. No, guys, it's just, it's fucking Star Fox. It's a very popular video game series. It's a very... It might as well be Star Wars for all the, like, secretness and, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's all there. There's a wiki, everything you need. Mm-hmm. If you have had a There's... football thrown into your stomach in elementary school, <laughs> then you've probably played Star Fox 64. Uh, if you if your if your best friend growing up was an only child, <laughs> if your idea of giving good tactical <laughs> advice is to yell "Do a barrel roll," you probably played Star Fox sixty four. <laughs> if you and your friends have started a mercenary <laughs> air force group and you just shoot down people in the sky all day every day, you might be an anthropomorphic animal flying a plane. <laughs> If if you got if you got real into furries without really knowing what furries were, you might have been a Star Fox fan. Do you fly through rings? All of them. Star Fox. If your daddy squeals real good. <laughs> hey y'all, the hatches are open. All right, we got to do this fucking book. It's eight o'clock now. We're, we're about <laughs> yeah, to find out this. what happens if we never start a book for an entire podcast. Is what we're verging on. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of taco bell the cover of this book looks like somebody just opened a portal to a shit realm <laughs> and is taking a giant reverse dump on a legionnaire and some children yeah okay yeah i see that is it supposed to be oil it looks more like a like a big tree or sort of veiny stalagmite just jutting out yeah well we're experts on stalagmites here at booze your own adventure so i'm sure we'll get to the bottom of it mm-hmm. that's where you find the ground uh-huh I think it's supposed to be oil, though. I think the plot of this book is that aliens have sort of huffed up all the oil and we got to go get it back. No, oh, no, they wheezed all our dino juice. Give us back our juice. I put my tractor beam in your milkshake. <laughs> all the way to Earth. And I drink it up. Beware and warning. This book is different from other books. You and you alone are in charge of what happened, blah, 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 blah. The Earth's oil fields are drying up, and the world is thrown into chaos. Mm-hmm. As you watch the news reports, your brother Ned has one of his premonitions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> your parents said not to put a wooden spoon in his mouth because it ups the risk of him choking to death, but you don't want to see him shatter his teeth. The doctors call them episodes, but he prefers premonitions. Yeah. The Earth's oil is being stolen, but who would steal it, and how? Should you put your investigation skills to work in Saudi Arabia? Another one of Ned's premonitions? <laughs> wait, the, wait, the existence of Saudi Arabia is another one of Ned's premonitions? <laughs> I, 
I've got it. Saudi Arabia. It's real. You know, or guys, should we travel first to CIA headquarters to see what they have to say? Let's hope the Earth's fuel lasts long enough to let you find out. Should have brought that hybrid. Good luck. That's a Star Fox reference. Good evening. Tonight we bring you a special report from our news team on the mounting crisis. Stop Pokemon. <laughs> Interviews with leaders around the world from Paris, Cairo, Beijing, Moscow, and Washington confirm that no answer has been found to the sudden loss of oil in every oil field in the world. Is Cairo in there because they have oil? Mm, maybe. Washington doesn't have oil. Maybe it's because it's like a, our flag, our, our man in the Middle East. Good old military Cairo. Fair enough. You turn from the evening news and jab your brother in the ribs. <laughs> with a knife. He has another one of his episodes. <laughs> hey, Ned, this is it. It's finally happening. There's no more oil. The earth is giving up. Why do I have a boner? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe the oil's being stolen. Maybe there's some international plot to drive up prices. Ned is famous for his crazy ideas, but his description of literally how OPEC works... Uh, <laughs> it's like he's a textbook or a James Bond villain. Yeah. And you and he have gained an international reputation for solving problems no one else can tackle. Oh, boy. Wow. That is the vaguest pipeline I've ever read. You're especially good at analyzing data and developing solutions, but Ned goes on instinct and ESP. Uh-huh. He's our rain man. Love it. I'm here for this. Uh, this is fantastic. Together, you're an excellent team. The trouble with Ned is you have to keep reminding him that it's a team. He's always out for his own glory. And he doesn't want to miss Wapner. Stolen? Come on, Ned. Who could steal it? It's just been used up. There isn't enough oil anyway, at least not the way we're using it. There it is. There's that commentary. Ned stares at you, and that look comes over his face. It's a look you know only too well. The look he gets when the special knowledge hits him. Oh my god. Capital, capital S, capital K. Special knowledge. <laughs> knowledge from some secret source. Even Ned can't explain it. It just happens to him. Maybe it uses up oil every time he draws on this well. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it all went. <laughs> I feel the knowledge, he announces. <laughs> it's up to us. We'll crack the case. I feel the knowledge. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. On your last investigation, you and Ned solved the strange phenomenon of the melting statues in the National Museum. You got the heater up too hot. <laughs> yeah, and the National Museum turned out to be an ice creamery. Before that came the case of the missing airliner, and before that, your most grisly case, a trunk murders in Arizona. Wow. There's no air in trunks. <laughs> yeah, easy kill. Ned looks up from the atlas. His index finger rests on the map of the Middle East. I say we began the search right here in Saudi Arabia, that's where the oil loss was first discovered, according to the news. No, Ned, I say we start by going to Washington, D.C. and offering our help to the government, the CIA. Which is in Langley. Mm hmm Langley, Virginia. Let's flip a coin, Ned answers. He uses his special knowledge to predict which way the coin is going to come up, like he always does. I feel the knowledge! <laughs> Heads or tails? I got, a, I got a coin. Do we want to just flip a coin? Yeah, flip a coin. Let's flip it. It's a, can it's a Canada penny. Ew. Does that even have heads and tails on it? Or does that have like a maple leaf and a mounty? No, it has a, well, it has a, the queen and then what looks like a gate. The queen's head? Yeah, her head. Okay. And then the gate. Some kind of a gate. It landed on the gate. I think that's tails. Okay. Okay. The coin comes up heads. So you so lose. So you lose. Okay, Ned, you always win. It's that lucky intuition you've got. I feel the knowledge! 
lead the way on to Saudi Arabia. He gets up and starts walking towards Saudi Arabia. (laughs) We'll get there. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. Page seven. That is us. We are going to Saudi Arabia. How are we getting to Saudi Arabia? Oh, my God. Are we like if that is us floating kind of? Well, and we're 13. Yeah. Yeah. We're 13. We have like the baggiest pants and our hands are all fucked up. Yeah. And neither of our shoes are laced correctly. Okay, Ned, we're going to Saudi Arabia. Like, your parents are like, the fuck you're not. Ned Ned needs his medicine, and you have to go to school. Yeah, I don't think this is us. I think this is Ned. And I think they're seriously going for, like, a sort of uh, a savant sort of mental illness, Ned. Pinball wizard. Pinball pinball wizard. Okay. You start packing the emergency kit you always bring along on your adventures. Hey, Ned, what do you do with the automatic direction finders? I feel feel the knowledge. I feel the knowledge. I feel the knowledge. They're in the top drawer of the bureau, he answers. Hurry up, will ya? The Bureau of Investigation? Mm-hmm. The top drawer of the Bureau of Investigation, FBI headquarters. The Bureau of Indian Affairs? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. We still have that. I, th- I think we do. That's the official name, right? Well, I mean, with, you know, president. But, uh, yeah, I don't think they changed the name to, like, the Bureau of Native American Affairs or anything. Oh, no. It is. Definitely. Yeah. Still called the Bureau of Indian Affairs. I think they just don't want to change the name because that would put it in the headlines again, right? <laughs> yeah. I think that, well, no, I think that just cancels all the treaties. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. It's just like, oh, well, well, you know, uh, sorry, what are you going to do, you know? We will take those casinos now. Um, uh, finally, you're packed and off to the airport. Thanks to the rewards you earned on your earlier cases, you have plenty of cash for the trip. Okay, bury the lead. You're a mercenary detective for hire. Right. Your plane makes stops in Paris and Rome and finally arrives in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia's crowded, hot capital city. Why do I care where the plane had to lay over? Why is this in the Mm. book? Right. Well, we have this cool uh, listener, you can't see it, but it's uh, like an Indiana Jones style of plane traveling across the world. Yeah. Little montage shot. It's just a map with lines on it, but we can imagine that it's moving. There must be some kind of like education quotient they're required to hit for these books. So it's like, mention a couple (laughs) of cities along the way to Saudi Arabia. Right, it is for children. Mm. (laughs) Once off the plane, you blink in the white heat of the full day and wonder what your next step is. Uh, You got us here, Ned, the oil capital of the world. What now, you ask? Let's go back home! I got the knowledge! (laughs) I can feel the knowledge! I can feel the knowledge! Oh, yep, that's Ned. (laughs) Grandma glasses. Spiky hair. A lot of acne. He, his, his body is racked with contortions. It's weirdly contorted. Yeah, he's kind of doing like the Bernie lean almost, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a weekend with me. Ned stands rigid in the milling crowd outside the airport and begins to pivot slowly, a human compass preparing <laughs> to lead the way. Uh, it's just in circles, just spinning and spinning and spinning. I thought we brought the automatic direction finders. Why do we have to use Ned as a dowel rod or whatever? <laughs> uh, but before he stops, a small fat man with eyeglasses perched on a nose like a falcon's interrupts. Hey, time out. What did I mean to say instead of dowel rod? What's the thing they use to find water? Uh, dow, dows, dowsing, dowsing rod. rod. Yeah. There we go. A dowel rod would be like a, yeah, just a, a little a thin piece of wood. Yeah, a piece of wood that leads you to other wood. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Pardon, most honored guests of our humble land, he says. 
You are tourists needing a hotel, a rest from the trip, and a tour of the city. Am I not right? I know I'm right. You must avail yourselves of the services of Bahib Mephiz, one of the finest guides in this barren land. Bahib Mephiz. Bahib Mephiz. I love this guy's confidence. Am I right? I know. I know I am right. You must avail yourselves. Should we give him all our cash? I feel like he's trustworthy and we should give him all our cash. I mean, he's an adult, right? I mean, in the, in the land of children, the man who has a car is probably the one to know. Uh, but yeah, but it's going to be like that Secret of the Pyramids thing where he just takes us to his bar and drugs us and then we get like kidnapped. Yeah. Mark, has this books, has like this series of books given you a distrust for people in foreign lands? I think adults. <laughs> just adults in general. Let me just say strangers who come up to children in the airport and say, hey, you got to get in my car. Yeah. Yeah, because remember Canada was chock full of people trying to kill us. Oh, yeah, that's true. When were we in Canada? Uh, track of the Bear. Jonah and the Whale. Oh, oh and Jonah yeah, and the Whale. Yeah. yeah, we've been killed multiple times in that land, in the Great White North. Either way, though, I don't really care which way this goes. I mean, he's our first bet. Do, do we or don't we? Chris, it's up to you. You want me to flip that Canada coin? No, uh, I, I'm leaning towards no, just because uh, then we have to split the prize, right? Yeah. <laughs> Later, Bahib. 18. Yeah, fuck off, jabroni. If he's any good, he'll show back up. <laughs> if he's any good, he'll just like follow us doggedly for the rest of the book. Yeah. Demand a cut of our money. Uh, n- no, we don't really need your services, you say. The man bows low, murmurs his regrets, and disappears into the crowd. He cast a spell on us! Ned, wait a minute, will you? I want to get a newspaper at the foreign magazine stand. Better to keep up with what's happening. I'll be right back. Oh, that is the last you see of Ned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you have taken your eyes off him for a moment, and he is gone. He's going to automatic direction find himself right onto another plane, and you don't know which one. Yep. Ned nods, and you duck back into the air-conditioned calm of the airport. Minutes later, you emerge with the latest edition of the overseas English language Herald Tribune. Minutes later. Entire minutes you left Ned by himself. Ned is nowhere to be seen. Shocking. Yeah. You search for him, calling his name. There's no answer. You search for him, calling a different name, hoping he'll respond (laughs) to the sound of your voice. You tell everyone to shut up, and two seconds later you hear, I feel the knowledge! (laughs) Now you know where Ned is. There he is. You've triangulated his location. (laughs) Where is he now? Leave it to him to get lost. He's up to his old tricks, you say to yourself crossly. Counting candy bars in the stand at the uh, the convenience stall. <laughs> well, someone dropped like a bunch of uh, grains of rice in front of him, and so he has to count every single one of them. Yeah, that's his curse. Ned's a vampire? Okay. At that moment, an old man taps you lightly on the arm and speaks in heavily accented English. Well, out, out of the frying pan into the fryer. <laughs> Your brother awaits you, mon chéri. Have no fear. <laughs> Allah be praised. Uh, that was 18. We're headed to 22 with Remy LeBeau. All right. <laughs> Everyone's favorite energy-based mutant. <laughs> Is it true that in the comics he can just kind of like make heads explode? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know why you couldn't. I mean, I don't really understand how his power translates kinetic energy, stored energy into kinetic energy. Mm-hmm. It seems like he could touch the earth. Yeah, but the, the card seems like a bit of a, like one hand behind his back, right? Yeah. You stare at the old man for several moments before speaking. He does not move. Creepy. Uh, how did you know my brother, anyway? Wait, what if he did move? What if we're just staring at him, he just starts shuffling a little? Jiggles. Jiggles and wiggles. Yeah. Yeah. Like, then what do you do? (laughs) Hello, my honey. Hello, my baby. 
Were we expecting God. that if we stared at him long enough, he would just move? Like what? You, you stare at the you stare at the old man for several minutes before speaking. <laughs> he is an expert juggler, and he just keeps picking stuff up off the ground and juggling it. It's like we were trying to make sure he wasn't a tree, and then we just gave up and said we're going to figure this out ourselves. Yeah. The old man smiles and continues to speak, much to the chagrin of Chris. <laughs> Oh, it is simple. I observed you two. It is my business to watch. Ugh. What business is that? Gross. You will find him in that shop over there. The one with the paintings. He melts into the crowd and disappears, thank God. <laughs> Your parents hired him because they knew you were dead set on taking Ned to a foreign place, and they knew he was going to wander. Mm-hmm. He, he's Ned's keeper. Yep. Sure enough, Ned is just where the old man said he was. The tiny shop sells intricate geometric paintings called mandalas. They're used by Muslims to stimulate mystical trances. Ned is absorbed in looking at one Mandela painting. Um, how surprising. Come on, Ned, we've got work to do. I'll catch up, don't worry. Check in at the main hotel, the Mara. I'll be along. No, he won't. No, he won't. What now? Leave Ned and go to the hotel. Uh, or we can wait for him. Do you guys know what it's called? One of those things stimulates a mystical trance? Mm, the Mandala effect? You got it! <laughs> Good job. Uh, I just want to go on record as stating that, like, I know that mandalas are just spiritual geometric patterns. They're not just for uh, Islam. I, the Buddhists make mandalas as well. Do they use them to stimulate mystical trances? I don't know if that's it or if it's just a reflective <laughs> praxis. They make them out of sand and then they sweep them up when they're done. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, man, these choices blow. But uh, what do you, what do you the, guys say? Back to the hotel. Back, fuck Ned. Ned is a liability. The sooner we get away from him. Yeah, get some room service. We got all this cash. Yeah. Guys, Ned is the only interesting thing about this story so far. Uh, you think so? Kinda. I mean, there's the oil thing, but are we like making any progress toward that without Ned? Okay. Well, let's turn to page 32 and see which way Ned squirrels away from us on page 32. <laughs> I'll wait for you, Ned. No hurry, you say. You, too, are intrigued by the paintings. You stare at the intricate designs. After a while, the patterns swirl in a blur of color and rhythm, and you begin to feel dizzy. You've forgotten to breathe again. <laughs> yeah. You've just instant you, a white teenager from America, just absorbed thousands of years of, of religious <laughs> practice. Look at how cool you are. Ned turns to you and holds out a small bronze box inlaid with pieces of coral and jade. We have such sights to show you. Uh, look at this. I found it under that pile of prayer rugs. I don't know why, but I know that it's magical, he says. <laughs> okay. I can feel the power! Why was a box buried under a whole bunch of rugs? It's noisy. It's a noisy box. We have such delights to show you. The record, the record will show I made that joke moments ago. I know, I know. I was just adding on to it. It's a different quote from Hellraiser. I didn't get that joke either time, so boom. <laughs> Is this the box that Pinhead comes out of? Listen, we have 31 published episodes. It's not too late to go back through it with a fine-tooth comb and make a list of the pop culture references that we try to make. Oh, though we, we released like an episode zero. It's like, here's everything you need to know uh -huh. to appreciate <laughs> this. It's a primer, yeah. If you really want to get in mm -hmm, on the ground mm -hmm. floor with us. Hey, kids, summer's almost over, so it's time for you to do that homework. Watch these 17 movies and play <laughs> Star Fox 64. <laughs> It's also, it's also going to be important to distinguish between when we think we know what we're talking about and when we just loudly talk about something without knowing exactly what it is. We never do that. I mean, we know Star Fox pretty well, but it's like, here's where we thought we knew what mystical Islam was. Whoops. The storekeeper's back is turned as he busies himself with a group of tourists interested in buying a water pipe. Yeah, In the are. box, hello, is a spicy-smelling salve. Salve? 
Salve? Slat. I think it's Salve. Salve. It's not just a misspelling of slave. Salve? Salve. <laughs> Salve. Take some. Rub it on the back of your hand, Ned says. Not doing that for himself. <laughs> yeah. Let's do price precious cargo, Ned, with feeling the knowledge. If it doesn't burn you for eight hours, it's safe to put a little bit on your lip. His eyes are gleaming in a strange way. Suddenly, he hands the box to you. As you watch, Ned rubs a large dollop of salve on his wrist and steps right into a mandala. Oh, good. All that remains of him is a mocking laugh. You're right. This was a better way to lose Ned than just leave him. <laughs> yeah. Fully agree. Having him disappear into a paint. Now can we leave him? How are you going to explain this one to the police? <laughs> yeah, we got to go. We got to follow him, right? Well, that old man said you were definitely with him, so you were the last known person to see him. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello, Baba Mafiz, my friend. It might be bad for you if I were to say that I saw you with a white child who then disappeared. You're a motherfucker, Baba Mafiz. Is it Babu Mafiz like Babu Frick? Are we talking about the <laughs> Oh, same damn guy? it. I think I got Babu Frick and. Uh... <laughs> My oldest and dearest friend. <laughs> I fucking love Babu Frick, y'all. Babu Frick was great. Babu Frick. I think, uh, yeah, new Star Wars, best characters. Babu Frick at number three, Baby Yoda number two, Jawa's eating big egg number one, hands down. <laughs> so are we following Ned or are we going to the, are we getting out of the store? Double down. We're in the mandala now. Okay. You rub the salve into your hand and step into the mandala. It's just like stepping through a doorway. Except impossible. Right. At first, the world of the mandala seems like a giant sculpture garden filled with brightly colored metal geometric sculptures. Wow. What happened to your ability to say words? Leave it. No, no, no. Not leave it. That's good. Those are good words. <laughs> they vibrate. They vibrate and shimmer. No, they vibrate and shimmer in a way that hurts your eyes and throws you off balance. Finally, you write yourself, just as your brother steps up to you from a circular structure that only seconds before appeared to be a long rectangular box. We are fucked up. Ned jabs you in the ribs. I've got it all fixed. Let's get out of here, he says. Didn't the story start with us jabbing Ned in the ribs? Yeah. All right, cool. Turned it right around on us. Turnabout's fair play in the land of the box. Oh, yeah, we're in the mirror dimension. Yeah, you have a goatee. I found the oil. I fixed the leak. Follow me. How, you ask? Same way we got in, stupid. (laughs) Follow me. Ned swims to a dot in space and vanishes. That's my favorite sentence. <laughs> Taken out of, like, lift that out of context, put it at the beginning of A Tale of Two Cities, right? It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Ned swims to a dot in space and vanishes. It is a far, far better thing I do now than I've ever done in my life. Uh, Ned swims to a dot in space and vanishes. So we beat on a backs against the current, uh, born ceaselessly into the past. Ned swims to a dot in space and vanishes. For sale. Baby shoes. Never worn. Ned swims to a dot in space and vanishes. People are fucking phonies. Ned swims to a dot in space and vanishes. I don't remember actually any lines from... uh... Marley was dead to begin with. Ned swims to a dot in space and vanishes. In the beginning, there... I don't know how the Bible starts. (laughs) That's it. No, you're right. There was nothing. And then God said, Ned swims to a dot in space and vanishes. Oh, fuck. I need to invent space. The more we and keep saying it, the more it sounds like Ned reaches orgasm. Oh, yeah. Where he's like, that's, that's how he would describe it. In his like PG-13, like Red Book edition 
sexual experience recounting, right? <laughs> you know what it is? Like, it's just my brain kept slowly morphed the word vanishes into finishes as we kept saying <laughs> it. That's why I was feeling weird about it. <laughs> and, and we talked about something melting, yeah. like the melting sculptures. Yeah. yeah, Ned melts into a dot in space and finishes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Salvador Dali orgasm. We figured it out. Guys, we figured out the mandala. <sighs> uh, end of episode? Yeah, right? Yeah. So do we follow him or, or stay put? Both of these options seem very good, actually. We, we, we can't, I don't think we can stay put. Yeah, we no, have, we'll lose ourselves, I for just, sure. I just want to take a moment to commentate on, comment rather, uh, on the amount of agency we had displayed in this Choose Your Own Adventure book. We lost a coin flip and then basically just like followed Ned around the entire time <laughs> trying to lose him. And now apparently he has solved the crisis with no help from us at all. Yeah. He just like found a way to enter paintings while we weren't looking, went, entered a painting, <laughs> Solved the oil crisis, and now uh-huh. we're done. That's been the plot of the book. You, uh, yeah, you emerge from the mandala. All humans have died. Yeah. It's 3,000 years in the future. Will Smith is legend. <laughs> hmm Okay. Um, I, I, don't, I, I guess keep following Ned. Like, it's not exactly a good plot, but it's sure an interesting one. Yeah. All right, yeah. Hold on, Ned, I'm coming. You rush through the opening. Suddenly, without knowing how you got there, you're standing in the small store, staring at the mandala paintings. What have we done, Ned? Just what have we done? Besides taking a crazy trip in some Disneyland setup, how'd you do that, anyway? Ned doesn't answer. He takes the mandala from the wall and starts to negotiate a price at the storekeeper. He walks out into the sunlit afternoon, and you follow, without a choice. So is the oil in the mandala? Uh... Getting a taxi in this crowded part of town is hard, but Ned does it. He tells the driver to go out into the desert. Once there, he leaves the cab and walks out onto the sand with you following. Finally, Ned places the mandala on the sand, sits down before it, and begins one of his strange chants. You can just make out what he's saying. It's an old Indian rain dance chant. Oof. But this time, Ned's praying for oil. (laughs) This is an updated book, right? Right? This is an updated book. They took another stab at the shitty art. Uh, suddenly the mandala begins to move. It bursts into a glittering splash of gold, and from its center streams a flood of piss. Black liquid. Black liquid. It's oil. Texas tea. Oil pours from the mandala, and the sand swallows it as fast as it flows. Ned, what's going on? You ask. It's simple. Ned answers. Ned lies. Earth was using up its oil. So I just used the mandala to get back to a time before the oil started to run out. Then I brought it back to the present. You might call it a time pipeline. What? That's the craziest. But does that mean that there's a historical period now where they didn't have oil for like a hundred years until it just uh like came back one day? Because we took all of it. It's like the fucking Infinity Stones all over again. Yeah. Ned fucked us here. Whoops. No one will believe this one, but at least the oil is back. For the first time in a century. Yeah. Yeah. The end. Wow. Nobody can remember what oil is. This book is fucking insane. Agreed. We need to find the other path through it. You know what I mean? So it seems like there's like a magic bullshit path and then a... Actually do stuff and figure out the problem path. We have to distance ourselves from Ned. We have to go back to our first opportunity to ditch Ned. Yeah, the coin flip. Uh, So we choose heads this time, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The coin comes up heads and you win. You and Ned head for Washington. You don't expect much trouble getting to the CIA. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. End of sentence. End of explanation. Hey, we have all this reward money. How hard can it be to get into the CIA when you can get into a dot in space and vanish? 
True, true. What did we solve when for the danger house, the spider ghost? Oh, yeah, 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 the case of the spider ghost. Yeah, that was a really good one. That's you good. think the CIA remembers that? Your help in finding the missing Boeing 747 established your reputation there. Okay. <laughs> you and Ned discovered an abandoned airfield in the Andes where the plane was taken after it was hijacked by a terrorist band. Ned Fish. got... What'd you say, Ian? Fish, the terrorist band. Okay, yeah, okay, cool. Liked it. Ah. Yeah. Ned got the secret information by intuition, ESP, whatever, but as usual, it came in a strange language that you alone understand. It's Ned's voice. Ned is the head of a terrorist organization, and he gave up this, this <laughs> one heist to get in good with the CIA. I'm really wishing that I had done uh, Castro and Pollux Troy as the voices now, but it's too late. <laughs> Once you arrive at the CIA just outside Washington, you are cordially ushered into the director's private office. She looks like Gollum. She looks like Gollum dressed up like a lady. Very kind of inhuman. Has that thousand yard stare thing going on. Uh-huh. Her head is too big. Her mouth is too wide. Yeah, her mouth is about half of her face. And it looks like she could be Gollum in a wig and glasses. Martha Thornberry sits behind a large steel desk and smiles at you both. Uh, she's really smiling past you, thinking of her magical ring. <laughs> she keeps calling it her precious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> welcome. I hoped you'd come. We certainly can use your help. <laughs> Is this your Gollum impression? Yes. Okay. You can tell by the breathing pattern. <laughs> I think I was like, uh, voice, uh, here we go. And then Gollum was on the mind. Yeah, so. I love it. I love it. As usual, special section hasn't a clue as to what's going on. <laughs> as usual. Yeah. Bunch of dumb shits in the CIA. They need their kid help. So do we think that this book is a prequel to Escape? Because I'm getting a real sense of, like, the same kind of... Governmental infighting? Yeah, the world is turning into a hellscape because, like, you know, our resources are going to die. And then there's this kid who's just, like, the most competent secret agent in the world. I feel like this is an Escape prequel. I think we've completed the trilogy. And then we're the dad, and then our kid is the... <laughs> you can't go on missions, even though I did as a kid. It ruined my life. It ruined Ned's life, and he looks at a picture of Ned that just sits on the desk, and he never talks about it. He looks at a bleached skull mounted on the wall. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Thornberry stares into space for a second. Then she speaks. It's more like twin seconds. We've heard rumors hinting at a master plan for world domination that is based on energy control. The group supposedly behind it is called OWD, the Organization for World Domination. <laughs> If you name your organization after a goal, what do you do after you've achieved that goal? Like, you don't have anywhere to grow from there, you know? Well, I mean, uh, I think world domination is an ongoing goal, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The world doesn't just stay dominated. That's yeah. a good point. Then it becomes world sort of management. Mm -hmm. Dele delegation after that, you know what I'm saying? Subjugation, if you will. Yeah. Uh, of course, they use that name among themselves, not publicly. Publicly, they're OPEC. But yeah. <laughs> We suspect a front group called the Organization for World Prosperity. Petroleum Exporting Country. <laughs> uh, is their public face. A famous nuclear scientist we've been in contact with thinks a nuclear accident is what's making them all disappear. But I think that when you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? <laughs> yeah. We've got an apparatus in place to kill terrorists. I don't know what to do with the science thing, but love to do some killing. <laughs> If you decide to investigate OWD first, go on to the next page. If you contact the nuclear scientist, go to page 12. Nuclear scientist. Okay. Nu uh, yeah, I think nuclear scientist. We made the mistake in uh, Jonah and the Whale of not going to the scientist first. Yeah, good call, good call. 
Ned nods his head several times. Ned nods. Oh, too, Ned nods his head too many times to be a human. Ned has been constantly <laughs> nodding his head this entire conversation. Ned nods his nads. <laughs> Ned's nads nod. Huh. Uh, <laughs> nukes are no good. Should have known it all along, he mutters. What do you mean, Ned? What should you have known? He ignores you and turns to Miss Thornberry. Oh my god, he just turned into Mrs. Thornberry. Well, huh. there he goes. Why does he have these powers? Bye, Ned. You whisper to yourself, just one more time, Nettie. <laughs> one more time ignoring me. You'll find out about the nuclear bomb in my fist, you bean brain. Not good for Ned. No, no, bad brother. We are encouraging his delusions. We are taking him out of the country against his doctor's recommendation. We have probably assaulted him violently. Uh, what's that you said? He asks. You've had to put up with Ned the genius all your life. It's always been the same. Boy wizard solves mystery. Brother with problems gets all the attention from your parents. Yeah, now he's staring into space for too long, though. <laughs> yeah, that really hurts. Even worse is the real truth, that you actually saw most of the mysteries. Ned gets good leads, but it's left up to you to figure things out. That's like psych. That's not, that's not what happened in the book that we just read. No, no. yeah, he uh, totally handled it with his magic. We struggled to follow him around. That was our contribution. Yeah. Just once, you'd like to show him up. You deserve to be the hero. That's why you founded the Organization for World Domination. <laughs> <laughs> Enough bickering, you two! Miss Thornberry cuts in. Wait, were you saying this out loud? <laughs> I don't have time for that! Here's a folder on Dr. Helmut Saragura. He's the one who thinks the oil drain is linked to a nuclear accident. Dr. Helmut. <laughs> Not the Helmut Saragura, you ask. Who else? Yeah, good question. To find out who the fuck they're talking about, turn to page 17. Yeah. His folder outlines two possible solutions to the problem. First, Saragura suggests that the disappearance of the oil could be linked to the disposal of the world's nuclear waste. Okay. Hmm. Secondly, he mentions ominous, partially verified rumors of a massive core meltdown at a nuclear plant on a remote island in the South Pacific. A volcanic island shrouded in perpetual mist and belonging to no country. What? Yeah, let's go, let's go to there. That sounds like a good place. A volcanic island shrouded in perpetual mist belonging to no country where there might be a nuclear plant that has melted down. I mean, it's Big Boss has built a Metal Gear. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is the most Metal Gear Solid shit I've ever read. You don't know how the island, or even the nuclear waste, could be linked to the oil problem. Oh but God, Helmut I'm already Sarag on page 40. I'm already there. <laughs> <laughs> Helmut Sarag is a very brilliant silent, silent, bleh, bleh, fuck. Uh, I want to go to that island. We're uh, going to the fucking island. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. We should yeah. have never left the island. <laughs> hey, it's a lost reference. Ned, we've got to go to the island, you say. Ned begins to stammer a refusal to follow your intuition, but Miss Thornberry- But you put a pillow over his face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You introduce him to your nuclear fist. <laughs> Uh, Miss Thornberry interrupts. I vote for the island, too, and my vote counts more than either of yours. I'm the only one with a helicopter. Yeah, unless, unless you dickheads want to swim. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can rent a blade. Fuck off. Wait, what's a blade? Is that one of those things they use to cruise across swamps? It's what Adam Sandler's character calls helicopters in uh, Uncut Gems, and it's the best word I've ever heard used. Two days later, the three of you and Helmut Saragura are aboard an aging twin-engine Grumman Goose. I guess that was the best the CIA could do. Yeah, it's, it's the uh, tailspin plane. Nobody will expect it. <laughs> you are accompanied by two frogmen and two mountain rescue experts. What are frogmen? 
Uh, you know that, uh, Mark, it's a uh, Super Mario 3 reference, I think. Uh, you can swim better with it on. Here's the thing. I get all the crazy things it could be. I honestly don't know what the book wants me to think it is. It's like a army demolition. Uh, it's like a Navy SEAL. Uh, it's like a diver, combat diver. Okay, got it. Did you ever see Thunderball? Mm, yes, a long, long time ago. There's a five-minute-long underwater fight scene between two teams of frogmen. Thunderball! So basically, we're taking highly trained military personnel and inserting them via like scuba into this underground island base. Yeah. And if we put our flag on it, it's our island. And that, and that's what we're really here for. I'm just saying this is exactly how Metal Gear Solid starts. Also, R.A. Montgomery is like just fucking on top of his shit because every time we're like, that's just fucking stupid. The next sentence is him being like, here's an explanation, you fucking jerk off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you chose the plane because it looks harmless. Just an old island hopper carrying fruits and vegetables and medical supplies from one island to the other. No one would su- suspect it of being a mini invasion force. This is, this is, we are, we are very smart, I think is what it is. We're actually kind of smart. We've read enough books to start predicting how these books are written. <laughs> there, over there, about 20 degrees to the north. You see it? Saragura says. Saragura continues to talk. You note Cecily. <laughs> <laughs> you say under your breath, narrating his talking? <laughs> That's the island, popped up like an asparagus. Volcano, you know. Not an expression. Mm-hmm. That very common simile. <laughs> Covered with clouds all the time. The volcano smokes like crazy. It won't make it past 30. <laughs> they tried to tell it to go to rehab, but it said, <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, time for action, announces Miss Thornberry. If it moves, kill it. <laughs> this, this is from, from this minute forward, she plants a flag. This is U.S. soil. Come on, maggots. Do you want to live forever? <laughs> uh, we'll split it to two groups. One group will head for the volcano and circle it, looking for the nuclear plant. The other group will reconnoiter the shoreline by rubber raft and scuba gear. Reconnoiter means do reconnaissance. I learned that in Evil Power Master. <laughs> I can feel the knowledge! <laughs> If you decide to join the search for the nuclear, turn to page 64. 64! 64! Star Fox 64! If you choose the Frogman operation, which I think we have to, turn to another page. That's like a variant of the normal board game operation where you're operating on on Slippy. I'm just wondering, like, why didn't we have the Frogman operation in an American hospital? Why did we wait until we're on a sandy, like, horrible <laughs> beach? So contaminated. We're going to definitely get infected. <laughs> the worst place to do a surgery. Definitely yeah. a sandy beach. Nuclear sand. I just like the idea of a completely untrained child being like, no, 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 I'll go with the Navy SEALs. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got this. <laughs> uh, I'm down for it. We get to see pictures of Frogman. I can handle this, okay? I have a weird brother. Huh. Uh, okay, I guess we, yeah, all right, let's do it. Wait, which one are we doing? Frogman! You think it's best to split up, so you prepare yourself with a seven-pound weight belt, life vest, twin oxygen tanks, face masks, flippers, and a knife. Blah, blah, blah. This is not a how-to-dive scuba. Yeah. Right? Well, Ari Montgomery just wants you to learn things. He just wants to show you how much adventuring he knows how to do. Do you think we're certified? No way, right? We can't be. I think you're honorary certified at the point where you can just, like, walk into the CIA CIA and demand a meeting with the director, right? Uh, That's a good point. Yeah, there was that case of the... Uh, the missing jet? Well, the foreign dignitary that needed assassination on a boat in the middle of the Adriatic. Yeah, and if they catch a, and if they catch a kid, it's like, then we can go to war about it. Yeah. Mm. 
No, I'm just trying to think like, why would you use a kid as an assassin? It's because there's a lot of culpable deniability, right? Because the violent video games. Right. Because they're small and they can sneak into vents and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They cannot be prosecuted in a European court of law and executed for murder. Nope. They don't develop a conscience until age 13. They don't. Very true. It goes like, it goes like this. First, they get all their skin. That's what they usually are bored with. <laughs> then bones, then words, then conscience. Then light math skills. I've never heard an explanation of baby development that included both conscience and skin. This is, this is the most thorough uh, walkthrough I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, you learn stuff when you listen to this podcast. Been watching a lot of Netflix specials about stem cells. About baby skins. Yeah. With the two frogmen in their black wetsuits, you paddle off. In a few minutes, you and the two frogmen are 75 feet down, checking the sandy bottom with a Geiger counter. From out of nowhere, or so it seems, four divers in bright red suits appear. They are armed. Uh-oh. Roll for initiative. <laughs> the two frogmen are stunned by an electric pulse prod. Then you're cornered near a spiny coral head. One red-clad diver holds you from behind while another cuts your airline. All your cons- Wait, so they killed a child but not the adults. Okay. Well, they zapped him, yeah. Do, do you think by airline they mean throat? Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, uh, trachea. All your concern about missing oil, meltdowns, and CIA politics disappears in your desperate attempt to escape. You're frantic, and the end, your end, seems certain. You don't make it. <laughs> the end. Damn. I like how they had to tell us that it seems certain one sentence before they go ahead and say, yeah, it happens. Yeah. yeah. It seems like it's about to be the end. Now it's the end. The end. Yeah. <laughs> the end. P.S. Did you catch it? Uh, it was the end. <laughs> now is the end. Well, it's past the end now. Before, end. Now, past end. Wh- wh- where even are we now? What is this? Yeah. It seems like you're about to fucking die. You do. Ned swims to a dot in space and vanishes. <laughs> All right. So this book was the best book? It was pretty it good. It was very good. It, I enjoyed it. It moves it, yeah. pretty, pretty quickly. Also, I, I respect that there at least we at least there hasn't been so far or we didn't read time travel. I like sort of time dilation. I like uh, there uh, was sort of definitely the, time travel. He literally went back into the past and stole their oil. We didn't follow him, though. Ned like Ned came back and told us like, oh, yeah, I popped I popped a hole into the past and now oil's flowing from it. OK, but, but it's not like uh, then Theopolis said the dinosaur bones turn into what now to power what? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah. Um, this was a good book. This was a very good book. I enjoyed it a lot. I would read this book again. I would revisit this book. There, I would revisit this book too. There are other paths that I want to follow. Uh, that about does it for us this week here at Booze Your Own Adventure. Thank you for journeying with us, uh, into the Mandala, into the mysterious island, uh, into Saudi Arabia. Lots of good stuff. I feel the knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stay, stay, stay spicy and feel the knowledge. That's our new sign off. <laughs> Hey, put this put this uh, goop on the back of your hand. Like, no, thank you, Ned. He's like, follow me into the painting. Like, I- oh, you'll do it for Gwyneth Paltrow, but not me. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, uh, I- I'm Ian. I'm Chris. Mark. And until next time, remember, always choose responsibly. Ned swims into a point of light and vanishes. Yeah, Ned swims to a dot in space yeah. and vanishes. Star Fox and good night. There it is.
This candle smells just like baby skin.